ready for it. Perfect day out. Did you say you're from the county where the sparkling rivers shine? Did I hear you say you're from the county? Then you must know this friend of mine. Where your eyes can well, see welcome forever. Welcome in to what, the season debut of the 815 Quarter so Podcast. Joe Chats here, along with the man, the myth, the legend, John Hall. Also, Nick Miles is here. And we're just excited to talk some soccer, some DKCU heading into 2023. DKC United, Google it, look it up on social media. We've got it everywhere, and it's going to be an exciting year. Uh, John, how is everything going? Is, is your world coming together as it needs to as we get into the couple months into 2023? Yeah, thank you for your concern. Um, yes, uh, everything's good. We can elaborate a bit more later, but I think we've got a fantastic start to 23 uh, in terms of planning and the things that we're working on and, and taking steps forward in hopefully every phase of the club. So uh, yeah, all, all is good on my side of the fence here. Yes, thank you for asking. Well, well I have to tell you, don't sound more excited. I mean, you're really, you got I'm, us today. I, I, no, so so I'm I'm processing um, to answer the question in a in a truthful manner. There is a lot to do, and yes, we is. do a lot, and we're doing even more. So it isn't uh, for lack of enthusiasm; it's more calm before the storm kind of thing. Because you know, once we hit the ground running in May with match days and things like that, then uh, then my energy picks up a bit. But this is still you got to remember where we're at, Joe. We're in month, what, six, five, six of the off season. Like yes, it, we are. It's a Zoom, text message, email, phone call grind that we are two-thirds of the way through right now. So uh, the energy will pump come May probably. Of course. Nick, I mean, how are you feeling witnessing all of this? It's just been so stressful. Uh, and now we don't have to see you on video, so we're all just smiling. <laughs> oh, bless you, bless you. That's why that's why I stay in the PA hut, right? So no one knows who I am. No, um, I remember a few years back, one of our dear departed friends over in Dubuque, um, I believe it was, asked, um, what do you do, what's there to do in an off season? And um, it's almost like it's more peaceful, if more hectic than the on season, right? Because for the on-season, people don't want to give you stuff because they know you're doing stuff. The off-season, people think you're not doing stuff, so they give you stuff, and it's like it just—it's never-ending. Um, and trying to get all the all your ducks in a row to ahead of the game is just exhausting. So um, yeah, I'm with John. It's like it's not that it's thankless right now, but it's it's quite hard to sound super pumped because it's really, really monotonous and dull stuff and monotonous, mundane stuff that we're doing. Um, you know, with social media posting and scheduling and sk- getting all the admin stuff out, squirreled away. But hey ho, we could be coal mining. So what are you going to do? Oh, are we going to start into a Billy Elliot segment? Oh yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be done. As soon as my my camera is off, I am dancing right now. Oh, perfect. I'll get my tap shoes ready. So <laughs> you're saying it's monotonous, it's mundane right now. I I would ask both of you then. You're getting guys coming back this year. The roster's slowly coming together. And I think that's exciting, knowing that you have people buying into the program, both on the field and off the field. We've seen off the field 
We've got changes in the boardroom. We've got everything kind of coming together with Ann, mm-hmm. uh, Andy and Ramnik. But it's exciting still, even though everything's a bit far out from uh, where we are today. That's that's hundred percent true. Uh, oh, Angel, your job. No, oh, yeah, and it, it, just you're right. And it, the roster, like the roster stuff, is great, um, and I'm thrilled that I think we've actually got 26 signed, and 19 of them are returners on the men's team. Um, yeah, I mean, it speaks to what the coaches and Luzzy and the and the technical staff. I mean, uh, I think I think they've backed up what they told them they were going to get as far as a player and the experience. And I think the stuff that Nick and the marketing team have done, um, highlighting the players and trying to uh, create characters out of them a little bit, where we want people to know Johnny Kramer or Aiden Westerberg, or what, like we want them to know these guys. Um, Yep. So that's, that's really credit to, to Nick and the technical staff for putting a plan in place that um, makes the players value the experience here. Nick, how are you feeling about that? These players have to buy into it as well. They absolutely do. I will 100% take the credit for all of it, right? They're, they're coming back to school because of our Twitter feed. That's literally all they're, all they're here for to be associated with that. They can go to their interviews and just say, yeah, I know the guy that did that, that roached on Redford that one time. So, um, no, look, one of the pieces of feedback we got last season was that the fans wanted to know more about the players, wanted more exposure to the players. So um, with your help of doing the podcast with the guys, we are going to be trying to make more of a feature of them. Um, we only have them for like, you know, eight weeks, give or take, because you've got, yeah. you know, home and away. So let's call it eight weeks of, of people giving a crap about them. Um, if we can't make a song and dance about them in that time, then what's really, what's really the point? But <laughs> truthfully, right now, all I'm trying to do is generate interest in the club from the buying public. Um, the 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 fandom of the players will come down the line uh, once we get to trade, once we get people squirreled away and we get, you know, photo shoots, we get training sessions happening. Right now, it's just about, you know, reminding people we're still alive, reminding people that we need them both in terms of butts on the bleachers, but also, you know, match day volunteer staff and everything else it's try to position the club front and center of people's minds as best we can rather than just waiting until the first match says and it's like right now come and buy your tickets it's like well no no that you haven't as as a as a member of the buying public if I, if you haven't shown interest in me for the last eight ten months why should i show an interest in you so um that's it's, it's that's kind of what i mean about when like it's harder work now because there's stuff. There's there's an easy in to people's consciousness in the middle of June. Mm-hmm. Well, what am I talking? How am I how am I going to get Mrs. Smith and Sycamore interested in the fact that we haven't got a club? Well, we haven't got a team. We haven't got players. We haven't got a schedule right now. It's like that. I've got that. You've got to work hard to generate something else over and above. But looking forward, yes, it's great that we've got 19 point back. It's great that we've got faces that people recognize and more and more local kids that's the point of the pipeline it's great that we've got the academy aligned it's all 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 stars are pointing north speaking of pointing north foundation rx congratulations on making the best decision for your business and joining up with us here at DeKalb county united love that sycamore based business joining up with us here in 2023 and then nick i'm just kind of curious we've got some needs around the club john nick we need some interns what's the bet what would they be doing and how's the best way for them to reach out to you wow 
that's a, that is a wonderful question. So there's a, we've done a lot with interns over the last few years or tried to, um, some have been more available and, and eager, uh, than others, but really what I try to do when we connect with an intern, um, sports management or marketing or whatever is find out what their, what their goals are. Like, what do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Kind of, if you were, I want to be the general manager of the Chicago Cubs. All right. Well, let's start by doing this. And like, how do we work you into like sort of the basics and the foundation of the organization and, and just being in front of people and talking with people and being comfortable telling our story in front of people, things like that. Um, from a match day perspective, obviously there's a hundred things to do of the of kind of the lifting, right? But go here and help this or scan tickets here or like those kinds of things. All of that is very important. Um, yeah, if there's any students in the area that, um, or young people, old people, anybody that says, Hey man, I'd like to come out on Saturdays and seven or eight times a year and, and work some soccer games and be part of the club. Um, we can definitely find a role for anybody. Um, just starts with an email or a text or a conversation for sure. Of course, you get to spend time with Nick in a press box, potentially. I mean, what's better than that? It's fully ventilated, though you don't have any of the English sweat dripping down. Um, yeah, the door, what John said as well. Right? <laughs> yeah. I think the, the, if there's, if there's an inkling, then come along and say hi, whatever it is, whether it's ticket sales, whether it's, um, corporate hospitality, whether it's match day announcing, whatever, um, strap in and enjoy the ride. I think just saying up, just turning up and saying, I want to volunteer is great. We will find stuff for you to do, obviously, but it's. The, the pitfall of that is putting a square peg in a round hole. We don't want to be doing that. We want to be doing stuff that engenders passion and excitement. Like with you, Joe, hello. If we, if we, yeah, if we, if we'd made you, I don't know, like, you know, the floodlight kid, I don't, that's not a thing, but if we made you the floodlight kid, um, you probably still wouldn't be here, but because we found an avenue whereby you can do some media stuff and whatever else and use that radio voice of yours, um, it's, it's you, you care enough to want to keep on doing it. So it's not just enough to have the volunteers. We've got to have the volunteers in the right places. And we always, we'll always have openings um, and we'll always take everybody. We're not going to turn anyone away, but it'd be great if people said, I really want to do this. Well, evident that they won't turn anybody away by the fact that Nick and I are here, obviously. A uh, big deal for us. I just need to point out while we're on this first podcast of the year, while we're trying to sell things, Look at where the players in the NWSL and the USL signings and the MLS drafts have come from over the last few years. Pretty much all of them have been playing some level of regional amateur soccer during the summer and then are ending up on the pitches with the best players in the world. So if there's one thing I need to get out here in 2023 is that you really don't know who you're going to be seeing on these teams. The next Matt Turner is likely to come out of a Midwest Premier League team or some level similar to us throughout the country. And I think that's incredibly exciting. And John, just kind of looking at if we may go into a little growth discussion as we get ready to wrap up here. I know Nick's got a big Tranmere Bradford game today to watch, probably pay too much to see. Uh we've got teams in the open cup this year that are representing our league. Thanks, U.S. Soccer, for not shouting us out in the press release. Appreciate that. But 
where can this league go? We've got the local kids coming. We've got growth, both Illinois. We're having to go to Iowa less, apparently. Uh, but Illinois, Michigan, we're getting more in Wisconsin. Where can this league go? Uh, yeah, I think I think it uh, sky's the limit if if we continue to run with our core values of providing a sustainable platform for the clubs. You know, I think um, I think the growth is is evidence from twenty clubs and and twenty seven and now thirty seven. Um, I mean, it's it's not unrealistic to think at that level of growth where we're not, you know. 70, 80 clubs in the next three or four years, which is disgustingly <laughs> huge. Um, but, but I think it all, it all leads to, um, you know, local rivalries and, and that kind of stuff. I mean, I think travel obviously is always the, the thing with soccer in the U S as, as big as the country is. Um, I mean, I think there's a million things that could come from it. Um, yeah, obviously house and, uh, Bavarians playing in the open cup first round in uh, another month or so month and change um that's a cool thing definitely for the league um you know i i think we're planning to shout about it a bit through our league marketing and stuff uh you know i i really think to me um you know my involvement with the league has been trying to help clubs learn that's why we do the build it podcast that's why uh nick and i are active on social media trying to help tell the story of what works and what doesn't because ultimately our clubs are still fragile most of them still probably can't look at themselves in the mirror and say we'll be here in five years you know obviously there's 10 percent at the top that probably can and there's a whole bunch that you know it's one key person that really is pulling all the strings and uh so finding ways through the league to collaborate share best practices um not just saying that we're going to do that but actually doing it actually um we were preparing our agm agenda for our March meeting. And that was a big point of emphasis for the board was, we're going to make sure this is a learning experience, not just us telling clubs, you know, operational things and rules and all that. It was, how do we make it value to them to grow their clubs and find more fans and find volunteer, find sponsor, connect better. And uh, so I think, you know, if clubs continue to put effort into those things, Guys, the limit. Uh, I think certainly there's plenty of clubs in the geography that we are in, in region two of the USASA, that there's no reason we're not ma- just completely massive um, because we're the most affordable. And I'm, I'm biased, of course, but I believe we do the best job uh, at incorporating clubs' ideas and identities into our league and our decision making. And uh, we'll see where it goes. It's, uh, it's an exciting time for sure. I can't believe it actually took off. Kind of My plate devil advocate for a minute, Joe. Oh, why would you not? Because he's asking for the devil. devil. Just know what you just said, by the way. (laughs) Um, Can you make an argument for the league having grown too quick for the being clubs that don't necessarily... I know you guys have been very, very fastidious in trying to weed out the detritus, but I think we could all name clubs that haven't fit and looking forward possibly don't fit. Uh, So is there a... Is there a temptation to get more clubs than we need just because of the travel? Well, uh, sort of. Yeah. Um, do we take do we take uh, slight risks on teams that may not be a hundred percent fit? Yes. Um, I think if you, Nick, you know the clubs. Joe, you do too. You do work with the league. Uh, list list all thirty seven clubs, and again, which one of them checks all the boxes? There, there's. 
there's maybe five or six that that truly check the boxes that we want to check um that doesn't I, I the the way that we've approached it from an expansion standpoint is just because they don't check all the boxes today if they don't have a sustainable league partner they'll never check the box so yeah are we taking a risk on a few possibly i mean we 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 do vet clubs and we make sure that they they understand the ethos of what we're trying to do and we have to believe they're going to be a good fit um if they're not a good fit time will tell and they'll not be back so um is there a little bit of risk are you are you going to have a little bit of that um you know up and down where we got we got added 10 but lost two and i think that's going to happen in the short term there's not enough clubs at the level that we want them all to be that if we if we try to build a league with those six or seven that i mentioned or whatever number i said if we tried to build a league like that the travel would be nuts and we wouldn't be able to do it so um our our approach is if they check enough of the boxes and they are what we think is a good fit to bring them in we bring them in and we try to help them and uh, i don't know where they're going to get help other than listening to the build it podcast someday to be sponsored by a scottish app um <laughs> i don't i don't know where else they're going to get the support you know and so yeah. i think we just no it does that's totally fair and again it's not fair to ask you that question necessarily because you're no longer involved with the league i get that but i'm technically you know, i have three weeks left and oh, um, okay so i'm raging the next three weeks <laughs> your uh your january month right here yeah live duck now then let me just point out for the build it podcast the little plug i'll give you here you guys were ahead of the game on the savannah bananas kind of beat everybody to that story and it did that i mean like we haven't talked about it enough called nick no i don't don't know the sun the whole sun experience customer experience thing just um not all of them per se just it sort Mm -hmm. of fell into place Around about this time last year or so, and I did some digging, and Jesse came up, um, and yeah, like you said, we were ahead of the curve. Um, if I reached out to him now, he probably wouldn't get him on the podcast. I wouldn't have thought, but um, there was yeah, there's a few, there's a few um, guests we've had that I'm kind of proud. But I would I would also say like, it's not been a hard sell. It's just it's amazing if you ring up Jesse or you ring up um, Mark from fan experience or you know we haven't had peter wilt but peter wilt um and just said hey can i talk to you for an hour they'd be like no but you say hey can i record what you're going to say for an hour and we'll put it on a podcast they're like yeah brilliant bring it on so um pretend you've got a podcast and you can talk to anyone is my learning from this but there's just on that i think there's so much untapped potential within all of our clubs um and i get the resources and i get the management and i get the the time and everything else but if we're going to survive as an entity, as a league, as clubs, as individuals, it's got to be about more than the the eleven guys kicking the ball around. It's got to be because the community don't care. Especially if you're trying to get the best players in, what are you getting them in for? Just the community doesn't give a crap. So yes, fan engagement, customer experience, all good. And if you haven't watched Jesse and the Savannah Bananas on, I think it's on Disney. Oh no, it's on ESPN, isn't it? Which is the same thing. Yeah, uh, go watch it. It, yeah, yeah. He said he was coming to Chicago at some point, but I don't think he'll remember us by the time he does. 
Uh, Franklin, Wisconsin is how they've said they're going to the Chicago land area. I saw yeah. that press release a couple months ago and uh, yeah. laughed. I'm on the white list for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We're not getting in. No. <laughs> well, I, saw, I can't imagine the Cubs. I can't imagine the Cubs would be up for it, frankly. Like, oh, they're, they're, no. Well, dude, buttoned up for that. Yeah. And then as we get out of here, um, just going in on 2023, John, I know we connected in 2021 when this was all coming together after a weird 2020 year. And I'm just curious, have we achieved everything you thought was possible in those in that year change since then, that 18 months? Because I think it's pretty remarkable. With both the club and the league, we've come a long way. It's it's funny that I've truthfully never looked too far in the future. I never, even at the very beginning, I don't remember setting out and saying, someday we're going to be this. Um, yep. I've thought about things that we could be, but um, it, it, for both, it's sustainability. It's being here. Um, certainly at the club, it's it's about inspiring people, young people. Um, you know, it, it's it's sort of our way of, doing service in our community jenny and i and the kids and um you know i think where we go i'll always say it's where the community takes us um in terms of memberships in terms of attendance in terms of support in terms of demand for you know excellence on the field excellence off the field uh so i really don't i i don't i'm very proud of where both have grown to to this point um, I'm excited to take a step back from the league so that I can focus more on the club and my community and my family and my the actual job I have. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm excited I'm excited to uh, actually do that and and see with you know a few extra hours a week what can we do at DeKalb County and what can we do to uh, to see where the next step is whatever that may be. Nick, are you surprised to still be here? I am. Oh, were you surprised that I'm still here? I'm, I'm horrified that I'm still involved, frankly. You guys can't find someone better than me to do this job. The, the, the country's in a worse state than I thought. Look, it should be easier than this. I think we all know that, right? Building building anything from scratch is never supposed to be easy. But building a soccer cl a club to play the biggest game in the world shouldn't be this hard. But the, I'm constantly amazed by the lack of assistance and the the ring fencing that goes on and the self-interest that goes on in this sport in this country. And I'm sure it's the same in England. It's just I didn't have to be involved in starting a club, right? The, the, the clubs were there, so just there for me. But if I took, if like, if this all ended tomorrow, I'd do it all again in a heartbeat. I'd know some stuff. Um, I'd make sure there was someone who communicated better than John, uh, the, the helm. But that aside, I... This country deserves a soccer infrastructure. It deserves it deserves a sporting infrastructure that is more than major league. That's my feeling of it. I've struggled for so long to come to terms with the lack of community sport, and then someone pointed out that that's what high schools are, and that's what a lot of colleges provide, and that's great. But those are, they're still kids. Uh -huh. You shouldn't be you shouldn't by rights be having to cheer on kids to give you community sport. I don't think, but it's not my position to tell. But I would love for there to be a solid foundation 
I don't. I never want America to win the World Cup. You know I won't. Um, <laughs> but if you're going to have to, you're going to you're going to have to because there's a pipeline that doesn't just involve college players. Of course. Yeah, it's it's going to be something else. Well, then this can be the sappy thank you, John, for the Midwest Premier League work you've done. Three weeks left, lame duck. Please try to enjoy a little bit of it, even if you I can. I will. Joe, but you have to understand, like, I I truly believe that everybody is, is pouring credit on me that I don't necessarily, I don't think I'm as good as everybody thinks. We're going to find, find out. You're not, but you're absolutely not. I've been to doctor. attention to you if you need keep, that, too. I got keep, a great keep person. Keep me humble, Nick. Um but truthfully, I think I think the league's in a fantastic position. I think that there's a great group of clubs. Uh, I think we've started something fantastic. I'm excited for the club to continue to be a part of the league. Um, but it's uh, it's good. It's in good hands. Everything's going to be great. And uh, we, uh, truthfully, the club, the league, all of it doesn't happen without uh, people that are as psychotic about the stuff as you and me and Nick and people that are willing to do it because. Um, it just doesn't happen. One person doesn't make things happen. It takes a team, and, and you guys are part of that. Um, so thank you, guys. Well, we love to do it. Unfortunately, we're kind of addicted to it. It's a fabulous, fabulous way to spend time and brings together a community of people you'd never thought you'd be around, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. I really, really do. And again, everyone <laughs> needs to go to... Yeah, well, this, this. Anywho... <laughs> dkcunited.com is where you need to go for everything that you need I love you too Nick it's going to be an exciting year men's women's head to the academy if you want to play soccer at a young age in a productive environment where you're uh, going to be treated well send your kids to DKC United Academy it's really the right thing to do and come check out a game in 2023 I'll even join go to DeKalb for these things it's kind of remarkable uh, if I may say that. So thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode of the Eagle Five Corner. Hey, I'm from the county too.